0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
1: Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm Dave Wilson and I'm joined as always on the other line waiting for Cormani McLean news. It's Susan Miller Degman, our
0: Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Hey, uh, I'm not sure we're going to get Cormani, Mar- although the way these guys are, they, they like doing it late, so who knows? Yeah, they they, they
1: stay up later than you. Yes, they do. Um, uh, do. We're we're recording, so I guess we should set the scene. We're recording. Uh, it's almost seven o'clock on Thursday. Um, Conrad Hussey, one of the last guys we were waiting on, just uh, signed with Florida State. He was choosing between Miami, Florida State, and Penn State. Miami was kind of a long shot in there, made a a late push. So I don't think a huge loss for Miami to not get him. But we are still waiting on one big piece of news. Uh, That is what's going to happen with Cormani McClain. Uh, I guess we should say it. It is the early signing period began Wednesday at 7 a.m. It runs until 11.59 p.m. on Friday. Miami signed 25 high school players on Wednesday. Um, the vast, vast majority of the class made a couple additions, uh, a punter from Australia and Damari Brown, a four-star cornerback from American Heritage. Uh, the rest of the guys are guys to be talked about at various points throughout uh, the last couple years. Um, not really any you know, bad news for Miami. Uh, it was obviously a pretty overwhelmingly good day for the Canes, uh, who ended Wednesday and as we talk now, still have the number four class in america um that is including Cormani McLean, who is still committed technically although not signed uh if he doesn't sign they would slip to i think fifth is the last time i did the math on it uh according to 24 7's composite rankings right. um so i i'll say going coming out of yesterday um talking to mario obviously for about half an hour um, and just kind of generally knowing the way recruiting goes, my gut was still that my Cormani McLean was going to end up signing with Miami. Um, just you know, we know how recruiting is these days with uh NIL and um you know, everyone being a brand and every everyone wants to maximize their return. Um, you know, we, we've seen stranger recruiting circumstances, obviously, than this one in Miami history. So Uh, My gut was still he was going to sign with Miami, but I'll say the the farther we get from Wednesday, the less confident I feel. It sounds like we know uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders has gotten into the mix. Uh, We know Alabama for a long time was in the mix as well and and trying to get back in there. So that's that's the piece of news we're waiting for. But um, it did not I, I would say it did not put a damper on Wednesday for Miami, which was just a massively successful day. Certainly Mario's best day uh, as coach of the Hurricanes so far.
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, He had a great class. um, And um, I mean, I and and if well, I know how important cornerback is if they don't get Cormani McLean, but I still think that the two other five star um, offensive tackles, I, I don't know, I'd rather have those guys. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I, I'd rather have. Yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna
1: do the I, second half of this episode. We're gonna do like some superlatives for this class, um, right. and we're definitely gonna talk a lot about the the two offensive linemen because um, that that's that's the big deal uh, from this class, really. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of big deals. I guess we should run through some of the highlights. I'd say the highlight is those two five star tackles, Francis Mingoa, originally from American Samoa, playing at IMG Academy in Bradenton. Uh, and Samson Ucunlola, um from Thayer Academy in uh, Braintree, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. Um, you know, Miami has not had – ever has had – Miami never before this year has had two five-star offensive linemen uh, sign in the same recruiting cycle in the recruiting rankings era. So, like, a historic haul already. Then you throw in the fact they got um, – couple other interesting, you know, a lot of, I'd say a lot of interesting offensive line. Frankie Tinelau, an Australian tackle who spent this year at LaSalle in Miami. A um, couple big, big interior guys, uh, Tommy Kinsler, guard, they flipped from Florida, huge. What is he? Six, five uh, as a guard. And um, and then Antonio Tripp, who could be the center long-term, another IMG guy from outside Baltimore. Um that that's the headliner of the class. I think you know they definitely rebuilt a little bit at cornerback, with or without Cormani McLean. Getting Damari Brown, getting um, Robert Stafford from Melbourne, uh, O'Galley up there. Um, definitely made linebacker a big priority. What four linebackers? I think sign. I don't have the full list in front of me right now. I probably should. Um, but but some some good linebackers coming in. Uh, and then you know they I, I'd say the other storyline is and it's interesting. Barry wrote about the fact that they only have. Uh, when he wrote it, eight guys from South Florida wound up being nine with Tamari flipping or with Tamari committing, I should say on Wednesday. But uh, I think Miami for the, for, you know, kind of owned South Florida again. Um, and, you know, they've had classes where they've gotten more South Florida kids, but I don't know if they've had a cl- and they, you know, they still obviously didn't get all the, but you know, five-star wide receiver Brandon S went to Ohio state five-star wide receiver. Right. Uh, Hakeem Williams went to, Stranahan, but they like, they got all the, you know, they, I'd say they got probably the, the, those, so those nine guys, they got, I think eight or four star top three, top three or 400 recruits. Like they, they really, I think they, they got, they got the guys they wanted in Dade for the most, Dade and Broward for the most part. I think they really would have liked Brandon Ennis. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, otherwise, I think that those are the big stories to me coming out of the day. Yeah.
0: They got it. It was good. They got a good amount of South Florida guys and some old school guys, and they got some uh, legacy guys, which yep. was interesting, right? Yeah. Damari um,
1: Brown uh, is the son of Selwyn Brown coming in Brown, brother Devonte Brown who's transferred right. from UCF. Um, Bobby and Robbie Washington are uh, twin sons of former uh, Miami signee, Bobby Washington, right. uh, who Ooh. never wound up playing at the school. Uh, mm-hmm. ended up at NC State instead, but still obviously cane connection there. Um so yeah, they and then they obviously went national like Francis and international, right? Frankie Tina Francis Mangoa, um, the punter, um, Dylan Joyce, the <laughs> um, uh Collins at Xiom Peng, um, uh, offensive line or defensive lineman they got who's out oh, in enough. California originally from Ghana. So
0: mm-hmm. um
1: they did they they hit everything I think in this class. Really. Like all the all the things you knew Mario was gonna do pretty well, the West Coast, South Florida, and then just like a five star from you know Boston. Like they they right. they, they hit every they hit every quadrant, really. A lot you of lock of... up Karmani.
0: Yeah. Well we'll see. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, actually. I, 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 I kind of agree with you. Um the longer it is, the worse off it is from miami yeah it's just i mean yeah,
1: he's, he's committed right now and the long you know they if he signs he's gonna you, you don't have to worry about it anymore the longer it goes the more you have to worry and um, then they
0: have tell people that i, I tell people i mean it, it's an early signing period now so they have till 11 59 p.m friday yes. um to sign yeah some commitments they and signings still
1: happening today so
0: Yeah, they have to wait, if not, until... uh, Well, so the interesting
1: thing here with Cormani McLean, we should say is, uh, as far as I know, he is planning to early enroll. Um, Oh, well... He he theoretically could never sign and then just enroll at a school. And... um, Yeah. uh, So he does have a deadline of Friday. Friday. but, But it's not really a deadline because... You know, it's the way that guys used to early enroll before they signed, you know, when there was only the one uh, signing day, some guys would still early enroll. You never actually sign a national letter of intent. Once Once you're at the school, you're at the school. The national letter of intent just basically says you can't back out and say, I'm not going to go to the school. And, this, and the school can't uh, d- deny you the scholarship at that point. So um, theoretically, the saga should end around the time you got most of you are listening to this. Um, but uh, Again, it it could go longer because there's once, uh, you know, when when you're an early enrollee, the kind of the rules don't apply to you in in some ways, especially when you're a guy like Cormani, who, you know, some guys got assigned during their early signing period or or they lose their spot, right? Um, Cormani McLean is a guy that anyone is going to make it work if he decides to come. He's number two player overall in the country, uh,
0: according to twenty four sevens composite rankings. Right. Yeah. Well we'll uh we'll have to see. We just uh we just saw Conrad Hussey.
1: Yes, that was the last Uh, other guy we were kind of waiting on early here. Um
0: we thought he was gonna go to Penn State. He ends up going to FSU, or maybe I thought Penn State. I mean that that was still on his uh social media profile, a whole thing about Penn State, and so that's it's so funny how Some of these guys flip at the last second, although I don't know how much he, I don't know how invested he was in Florida State, really, so. Mm -hmm. Um, Before, so we're going to do most of this episode, we're going to hand out some
1: superlatives for this class, but before we get into that, Mario did talk for about half an hour yesterday, Um, Mm -hmm. and as I said, uh, the probably the best day of his tenure at Miami so far. Obviously, there were not a lot of good days during the season. Uh, I mean, you could tell how big a day the program was treating it as when there were boosters all around the football facility in the back rows of the press conference. Um, Before we move on to our superlatives, uh, anything, any big takeaways from talking to Mario yesterday? Obviously, he's excited about this class. Did anything in particular uh, stand out to you as as particularly noteworthy about what he feels about this group?
0: Yeah, he's, of course...
1: Yeah, he's never gonna come well, out there and be like, "Oh, we signed a really crappy
0: class." And They yeah, didn't. I mean, sign all a coaches love so, their class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he really did sign a great class. Yes, he did. And he signed a, he, you know, he signed a pretty good class last year when he had like uh, what? He
1: uh, like had nine days. What did days. we say? We, we it was in our headline. He like, came yeah, on the
0: sixth, I think. Eleven like,
1: days or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or even or whatever, but um, he said he's not. You know, this year, David, there's you can sign as many new players. Yes. as you need to, as as you want to, really, as long as you stay within the 85 scholarship framework. I mean, that's that's been 85 is a limit for scholarships. And um, he's, I asked him how many openings he still had, and he said, uh, Oh, I I don't know. I, I, I he said he said he didn't know and he hadn't he had enough openings that he didn't have to worry about it now which obviously he does know but um uh the point is he got 25 new players right and he could yep. get more plus four he transfers plus more transfers and he and he told us that um you know, that he's still looking for defensive tackles and receivers, outside receivers. I guess he wants some big guys.
1: Yeah. I, li- I really like both the receivers they got in this class. Um, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Joseph and Robbie Washington, but uh Nathaniel Joseph is five eight and Robbie Washington's five ten. Like Miami's got some actually some good slot. I love a lot of the slot guys on their roster. Obviously, Xavier Strepo is probably their uh I don't I guess we can't say he's their best receiver now because Colby Young did look pretty good at various points last year, but you know, clearly one of their best receivers, Jacoby George and Brashard Smith have both had really good moments, but they need another. Yeah, know, felt- they never found that guy to play opposite Colby young. And, and that is to me, if I'm looking at one thing that I don't feel great about in this class, it's right? not the receiver group as a whole, because again, I like those two guys a lot. It's the fact that they, they still are struggling and it goes back years and years at this point they've, they have found a they, lot of good slot guys they have really kind of struggled to find those yeah. outside receivers and you know the I think the highest ranked one of those guys they probably got somewhat recently um was Romelo Brinson um and obviously he is transferring and um as you know he's get, always had good pretty good size but he was always really skinny and um was not not like the most physical, you know, not a physically dominant wide receiver in the way that like Colby Young proved he could be, or even like Charles no. Rambo sometimes felt like.
0: No, they really haven't gotten um like elite, yeah. big body receivers. Yeah. It. I think like
1: the last like top 100 recruit they got at receiver was probably Mark Pope. And again, he was a
0: small, small guy. He was a slot guy, really. Yeah. That didn't work out. Yeah, um, but, but but yeah, I mean that is a. I don't know why for some reason that position.
1: Yeah, especially because my. Oh yeah, it's, it's interesting because South Florida produces same. so many good receivers, but a lot of the really good receivers down here are slot guys. You know, you think of like Mark Pope, obviously was you know state championship winning wide receiver at, at Southridge, and um, you know, right. That's why, like. Haiki Williams is not a perfect player who went to Florida State from Stranahan, but like they really could have just used a guy like him who's you know was first team All County for us in basketball and is like you know that he's a physically dominant athlete. Um, but we're picking nits with this class. There's a lot, way more, way, way, way more positives than negatives. Um, five top 100 uh, signees um, already, according to 24/7's rankings. Uh, it would be six if and when they get Cormani in the fold. Um, offensive line totally rebuilt with this class. Linebacker, I think they did a really good job at um, got two great defensive ends and Ruben Bain and Jaden Wayne. Like they're, they 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 yeah. they checked all the boxes of like what other than wide receiver, which is a really important position in modern football. Um, you know, I'd say the most important positions in football now are kind of like you know, obviously be, you know, quarterback. Uh we'll probably talk a little bit about Emory Williams. You talked to him pretty extensively earlier this week. Um, obviously the, the trenches are always important, specifically edge rushers and tackles. They got four elite ones. Um, I I in my opinion. Very
0: important. Um
1: yep. they got, you know, cornerback is just super important now with how much teams pass. They got, if they sign Cormani, the best cornerback in the country, and two other guys who um you know, profile as future starters, NFL type players, and then got two good receivers, but the one thing missing is is those bigger outside guys.
0: Yeah. Um they got uh we're talking about but well what we could talk yeah should we I, let's they're a, right they're I, they're running back. I yeah, was they, they got two good running
1: backs. Um and two yeah. very complimentary running backs I will say. Fletcher oh, yeah, is definitely. big six one like two forty you know I think more than just a power back. I think he's he's he reminds me of like SEC running backs. Like I don't want to compare him like Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb, but he reminds me of like those big guys at Georgia. Um, Just the way he
0: kind of like
1: bowls people uh over, but it also has good speed and can break
0: away. He's really good. But you're you see all those high school players. I I saw him in the in the state title game and I was like wow that
1: yeah, guy was I, I think he's the total package and I came in I went into that game you know like you know I talked to a, just a lot of people around high school football who um you know like all around the state and people who cover recruiting and scout mm-hmm. type people and stuff and and there were a lot of people who I know went into that state title game hi on Mark Fletcher like how could you not be he's you know ran for almost 2000 yards this year but thinking like is he really like you know, uh, is he just a power back? Could he be? You know, is he going to end up being like a Thad, another Thad Franklin, or whatever? A lot of people came out of that game being like totally sold on him. So I, I, I think you saw him at his best, but I saw him a couple of weeks earlier and he was just as good. So
0: is he built? Is he, He's kind of built like Thad Franklin,
1: right? I think he's a little bit like mm-hmm. Thad. Was really like kind of bowling ball built, whereas I think Fletcher is a little bit leaner. Maybe he's. He's always. I think he's had a little bit better speed i don't know if, what they're like 40 times are or whatever i just think he's more complete i love dad as like a ground and pound giving the ball 25 times and he's gonna run for 125 yards or whatever but fletcher's got i think a little bit more of like a burst like a big play you know can take a hit find his balance and then take off and pick up 10 more yards before a bunch of people have to drag him down and then chris johnson the other running back is um three times state champion in track and field like he's Pure speed. Going to have to get bigger, but uh love the way they complement each other. Um, well, those
0: were really you. Those yeah. were really Well, we there.
1: saw how important it was, especially if Miami um, wants to wow. run it like Mario Cristobal seems to. Um, but all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and then we'll hit our superlatives for this class. Okay, I just threw out a couple on uh, an outline that I sent you uh the other day of the some some broad topics um running through this class. I felt like it would be a good way to just kind of hit on a couple of different guys, um offer up our thoughts on them and maybe our slot in how they could potentially fit in both the next year's roster and obviously the long-term vision of this program. Uh number 1 on this superlative that I wanted I think we had to start with is most important recruit of this cycle. Um, to me, and I think we're in lockstep here. Um, it is Francis Mangoa. Uh, Miami has not signed a tackle like that maybe ever. I mean, Sean Henderson, I think is the last five-star offensive lineman to sign with Miami. Uh, obviously, you know, a little bit of an underwhelming career, right. For what he was, but still a guy made it to the NFL. Um, well, and the, and the good thing about this Miami class is they, they got two of those guys, but Francis is the one who, you know, he's, he's got the total package in terms of like size, um, you know, Oklahoma, a little, just you know, just a little bit smaller, um, probably more agile, uh, a stage, a nationally like ranked wrestler. Um, but Francis is, and, and the fact they got him early, I think it, it, I talk about it all the time. Momentum really does matter in, in college football, um, getting him early July 4th, he committed, um, that, that was a big deal. It really set the tone, I think, for what this class was going to be for Mario Cristobal.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Um, he's, uh, he, he seems really into it. Did you see the video that he put out with his brother?
1: Oh no, I didn't actually. Like from when oh, they were signing, my... they put it out probably while we were in the press oh, conference. Oh my
0: God. You have no idea. You have no idea. It was a, um, <laughs> just watch It's like the most amazing video I've ever seen. He's doing, uh, the Samoan thing. Like the Haka. I uh, maybe he's wearing I I don't know what he's wearing. Not much. And, and <laughs> like, he's like waving around some fireballs and, I I it, it's amazing it's fantastic I really I've watched it like a million times already so um yeah he's uh and he seems very devoted you know to Mario very loyal yeah. and he helped getting the class and uh and if he's as good as they say he is oh my god do they need him yeah you know I I but the thing is I know I always seem like a Debbie Downer, but they're, but I, I don't know. I feel well, like this one's going to work out. Okay. Yeah, I've think i, I I've seen like guys at Miami that they say, Oh my God, just like you were saying, and, and they're, they're good, but they're not amazing. So I'm yeah. hoping he's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, I think for like, there is an intangible aspects of recruiting and that is the like character and work ethic and all that kind of stuff. And again, like, I, I think I talked about this last week. I I hate to like act like I know what kind of people these 16, 17, 18 year old kids are based off. Like, you know, some of them I get to know better, like these local, you know, Ruben Bain and Edwin or Nathaniel Joseph. I've talked to those guys like a ton,
0: but I did you know, I
1: went over to IMG one day um, in the summer and spent some time around, you know, in the weight room with all these Miami commits and Francis, like, he like stood out and not just obviously as, you know, a freak in the weight room, but also like, you know, when we finished up, I got kind of all those Miami, it, it was everyone, but uh, Riley Williams was sick that day. So I, I got the other three though. And like Francis was like the leader of that trio. Like he was like, when I would ask a question, like he would always be like the first one to like kind of step up and, um you know, give the answer, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I think, yeah, it's, We've talked about it a million times. How hard it is to evaluate offensive line, Um, but Francis, really I think, is. has a lot of the intangible things that you check, and then obviously the physical things that you check too.
0: Yeah, uh, which is a good
1: combination.
0: Yeah, it's very good. I I I just have a good feeling about him. The the other, uh, you know, Okunlola, I, yeah. I don't know, but. He makes it seem like he's really good. Yeah, I mean I don't know him as well. I talked to him once on the phone
1: uh, after he visited uh the pancake concho uh wants to find yeah. the best pancakes in Miami um and uh yeah I again I just awesome. don't know him as well but right I the fact that he's a I love two sport guys and I, was I love just linemen say. I
0: love linemen who wrestle yeah. I was just going to say that he's a, he's a national like prep wrestling star. Yeah. And heavyweight, in okay,
1: so, the heavyweight class. So that, that to me is a really good sign.
0: Yeah. I, I, I actually totally agree with that.
1: I do wonder, you know, he's from Boston. They're, they're not playing the same competition that a guy like Francis or these Miami kids are. So I wonder if there will be a little bit more of a growing pain there. Sure. Whereas Francis played, you know, at IMG, they play the toughest schedule in America, pretty much. Like he's going to yeah. come in and not be super overwhelmed by college. Um, which i Uh, I would
0: you're right and 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 uh, yeah and and i love that his brother's coming uh who was part of the video by the way that's what i'm saying oh my god make sure everybody make sure you see this video we will put it uh, in
1: the uh in the story that goes with this francisco who has definitely has a chance to start at linebacker for this
0: why can't we play the video now for people we can't do that i don't have that technology i'm not smart enough for that what you can't like put it on and then I don't
1: know. I'll ask, I'll ask our uh, producer um, our non-existent producer, me. <laughs> um, okay. Next one, uh, most likely to start as a freshman. Um, I think Francis, you have to consider in this category. I will say if Cormani was in the class, I would, if he was definitely going to be in the class, yeah. I would say him just because I think cornerback, um, you know, Miami's losing their two starting cornerbacks. Um, and I don't think has a clear cut, you know, Devonte Brown transfer, I would say is An excellent shot to start as a guy who started every game last year for UCF. Um, Older brother of Damari Brown, as I think we said earlier. Um, So that's really the spot I am looking at. I think Francis, you know, we'll have a shot. You know, they got an opening at right tackle um, with DJ Scaife and John Campbell, both departing. So could Francis step in there? Would not be shocking. Uh, Javion Cohen, obviously, will factor in. Probably in the yeah. interior, which That's, could move yeah. a guy like Jalen Rivers outside. You know, Inez Cooper, obviously, impressed. So they got they got some options there. But to me, they need a cornerback, I think, to step up from this class. Um, so Cormani is my pick if he ends up in this class. If not, I'll go with Robert Stafford, a guy I have not seen play in person, but um, you know, a playmaker, top 200 recruit. Um, I think him or Damari, um, I, I think either one of those guys, I'm not saying they'll start from day one. Um, right. I'm not even saying they'll start most of the season, but I think at some point, you know, with what they need at cornerback, those guys could have a Wesley Besaint-like trajectory, right, where Wesley came in. I think everyone knew they need had a need at linebacker, and eventually Wesley won that job. I think right. we, we're we're going to end up in a similar situation at corner this year where everyone knows it's a need are these guys going to be ready if right out the gate probably not but eventually down the road someone uh can win that job
0: what about one of the uh you know the the rush ends or the the edges or uh even one of the linebackers I, I don't know. Yeah, the guy. linebackers really, are interesting. I mean, really obviously, brilliant. Francisco.
1: You know, I think we both think Wesley's like a lock, right? And then Francisco yes, is definitely. obviously interesting. D end. Um, you know, I I think I said last week I kind of expect like Ruben Bain to have like a Nigel Kelly type yeah. impact. Um, technically not a starter, but um, gonna help. But you know, they've got Jafari Harvey coming back, right? And Nigel Kelly in the mix. Like they they got they actually have some decent options at, at defensive end. Cornerback is just a spot I feel like there's an opening.
0: Yeah, you know, Jafarai just got his um, I think he got his degree. Mm-hmm. I but we haven't heard
1: anything about him lately.
0: I yeah, I'm not I I I'm not convinced he's coming back, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think he said he's coming back, and I don't think he said he's leaving. So uh, but he yeah, could Yeah, that's why I operate on the He's assumption guys are coming
1: back until they tell us otherwise.
0: All right, that's yeah. could be probably actually. But yeah, who knows. What what about um Yeah, I was saying Malik Bryant. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean Malik Bryant, Raul Aguirre, those are pretty good picks too, so.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I I I yeah, I think offensive line might be the position, so.
1: Yeah um so we're talking a lot of francis Mingo but he deserves it and he's probably the answer to this next one most likely to become a first round pick you think it's francis oh no
0: it's just like a francis mcgoa's show <laughs> yeah Uh
1: probably the safest yeah. bet right a left tackle giant five-star recruit like those guys become first round picks a lot
0: yeah I, and as much as
1: i love a guy like Ruben bain
0: he doesn't seem that's two to defensive
1: me. ends don't get picked super high
0: yeah, exactly. I, I've been thinking about that the whole time. But if he's that good, you know. Yeah, he'll
1: be a fantastic. I'd be surprised if he's not a great college player. But we're talking NFL scouting. Like you get nitpicked to death when you're going to the NFL.
0: Maybe the maybe I'll go with the punter again. <laughs> first round pick. I don't know. Yeah, um, not first round. Not first round, but maybe he'll be a starter. Oh, that
1: actually—that's a—that is the correct answer. I didn't even think of that. The correct answer to which freshman is most likely to start is Bryce, Bryce Joyce. Did I get that right?
0: Joyce, um, some some kind of Joyce. Joyce is the second name.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I I think that uh, is the correct it, answer.
1: Yeah. They they brought him in to start to be uh, well the the, the Mario the replacement, Dylan Joyce. Mar- Sorry, and I bet Joyce.
0: you, I bet he's from Australia. I bet you anything that um. That Lou Headley knows him really well. Yeah, they and both
1: came through the pro kick pipeline, which is basically where all the Australian punters come from. Yeah, um,
0: guarantee you Lou knows him and probably, That's the correct
1: answer, though, because Dylan Joyce will almost, I mean, we did see uh, Nelson Foley was really good in that one game. So I was actually kind of a little surprised. That yeah, they went that was punter. cool. You're
0: right. He um, was but,
1: really good. But Dylan Joyce is, he's definitely the favorite to start a punter. Like, you don't give a punter a scholarship if you don't expect him to start.
0: And Mario. Really, t- I mean seriously talked highly of it, Yeah. I, I just feel that Lou kind of handpicked him. I have no idea if that's true, <laughs> but and Mario totally trusts him. I bet he said that he's the best guy and then they ch- and then they checked out tape or whatever the yeah. hell they do. So um,
1: on the yeah. same similar to most likely to be a first-round pickup, I, I got one highest ceiling and, and another, this is where I want to mention Collins at Chiampong. Um, oh, yeah. Defensive great. lineman from Ghana, 6'7", 255 oh, already. Love it. Um, only really played two years of football. I uh, was mostly came to the U.S. to pursue basketball and wound up changing sports um, because he is like freakish. Right. Um, I mean, he, you could easily see that. I mean, you know, Greg Rousseau is in some ways like a once in a generation development prospect process is like a guy who came in as a giant safety and turned into uh, first-round pick at defensive end, but, like, the parallels are obvious there.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that one. I'm kind of excited about I'm him.
1: really interested to see what he looks like, especially because they need guys who can play the interior, and you can see a Chiampong, Pong. But he's got good size, 255. Six, I know 6'7", he's got to even bigger, but, like, he can like, help. I mean, he's he's a raw. He's raw. We haven't seen a lot of him, but, um, you know, he's only played about, like, less than 20 football games in his life but this is, uh, is
0: this, this is this is uh upside person is this the yeah. 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 highest ceiling I, okay. yeah. <laughs> all right um i was mentioning that and i i mean i really don't know but uh possibly emory williams a quarterback um the another guy is-
1: who's the interesting thing about him is he's only been a starter in high school for two years so there's a lot of a lot of upside left to tap into there.
0: He, I mean, I, I did this story. I spent hours and hours doing research and interviewing and talking to people that knew him, and obviously everybody I talked to either were related or coached yeah, yeah. him. They, or they got their but biased a little bit. Obviously, yeah, they're biased but... coaches. I did get a few co- some coaches and some and uh, and people were very high on him. Now I, I, I haven't seen him other than videos, you know which Mm -hmm. to me, don't tell you that much, but I know he was in the elite 11 finals and he did pretty well. Yep. Um, he did significantly better than Jaden Rashada, um, who I'm not, look, all I'm, I'm just saying the facts, that's all. Uh, and who's now at, uh, FSU, Florida, Florida. Right. Um, and, uh, he's supposedly a super super hard worker really intense he's been uh, coached by you know david morris a very good coach um for the past several years since he was 13 Mm -hmm. and i think uh, malik malik rosier is going to be helping now because he's with quarter uh qb country i guess it's called yeah
1: which is up in that panhandle alabama uh florida they're from the same part of America, Yeah, Mobile, basically. Mobile yeah.
0: Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and now Malik told me that he was uh, also, you know, he's co- he coaches Tyler Reddyke. We knew that. Mm-hmm. But he's also coaching um, Jakari Brown, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So.
1: Yeah. Um, let's zoom through these last two because we're about to run out of time here. Okay. Um, uh Most underrated, um, I...
0: I I it's underrated I look
1: at some of the linebackers there. I think Caleb Spencer is really interesting as like a hybrid safety linebacker, uh good size, gonna play that like star role probably. Um, but to me it's Joshua Horton, 6'4, 285, and had a hundred tackles as a defensive tackle uh for Langston Hughes, the state championship winning program in Georgia. And Mario was really high on him. Um, I think he said that's exactly what you want a three tech to look like. Um, so he's a guy I really like. You got anyone, you mentioned Emery. He could yeah, end up being that, could certainly, be. if he becomes a Emory starter, could,
0: he could, he could definitely be the most underrated uh, or he could be, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, we, we don't really know how these guys are going to do in college. And especially with the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Quarterback is yeah, I, that and offensive line are the two hardest spots to evaluate.
0: Who knows um, when he's going to get a chance to play, you know? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, he's going to be buried on the depth chart early, as assuming will. all these kids stick around at Miami. Uh, most likely become a fan favorite. Uh, I got two guys. I always go with the local guys here. Uh, Bain and, Ruben Bain and Nathaniel Joseph. Two local guys. Uh, Nathaniel Ray Ray uh, is like a true Kane kind of guy. Grew up a Miami fan, all that kind of stuff. Ruben Bain is legendary high school player here at this point.
0: Yeah, I think that <laughs> you're gonna crack up, uh, Francis Magoa.
1: Yeah, he's another one. I mean, he's got a big, great personality and could like you know program Savior in some ways if he totally like if he becomes a top ten pick or whatever.
0: Yeah, I and and plus as soon as everybody watches a video, he's gonna become a fan favorite.
1: Yeah, and Dylan Joyce because Miami loves punches oh. from Australia.
0: Definitely just get him some
1: tattoos. He just
0: gotta get some tattoos. Just gonna say, I, I we need to check out how many tattoos he has for sure. But yeah, those are all good picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. said, yeah. We never know how they're gonna be day. De- it's right. So funny. That's the thing. Every year we say they're so good, they're so great. But and then, what yeah. would
1: the fun be in saying we don't know what's gonna happen? That there'll be yeah. no fun. The whole fun of signing day is to 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 guess. And you can talk about how right you were, or how wrong you were, uh, three years from now. Um, but on that note, we'll wrap things up. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson two. Uh, get a little quieter here. It's the holiday season. Uh, so everyone have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Um, and we should be back next week, I think. Um, but we will definitely talk to you guys later on. Uh, uh, thanks, as always, for listening all year. And we'll talk to you guys later.